Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter. I am joined by Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor. Hey everyone. And of course we talk about movies on 1.21 Gigawatts and we are here to talk about Logan, which is the final Wolverine film starring Hugh Jackman and uh, they've been hyping this up for the last couple of years. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to start... I'll, we'll do a little bit of spoiler-free. Not, probably not a lot because I feel like most people, if they care about Logan... Uh, they're going to go see it. So it, I don't know if there's maybe that many people who are like, oh, I wonder if it's any good. I'll see. So we'll keep that quick. We'll keep keep it to just a general yeah. thoughts and then we'll start working our way through, which I'm sure we want to talk about. So, uh, yeah. So this is the ninth film with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Uh, that's a lot. That's including a couple of cameos. If you, if, if you take out uh, Apocalypse and First Class, which are just sort of cameos, extended cameos, then you're at seven. You're at seven starring roles. Can can I take out X Men Origins Wolverine because I <laughs> wish I'd never seen it? I, I think he wishes the same. Yeah, as yeah. much as I approve of what your your line of thinking there, he, his uh, his character is in the title of the movie. It's not quite yeah, a cameo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My, not quite. One of the best things I've ever heard about that was that was a movie that was improved by the lack of effects. Yeah, because the effects are so goddamn bad. Yeah. That's the one where it leaked online like months before, yeah. and everyone thought it was unfinished. And then it was yeah. like, "Oh no, that was just it." Yeah. yeah, I I will never forget the scene of him with his claws in the bathroom. I will never forget how bad that looks. It's atrocious. Really, really bad. Yeah. But yeah, so nine movies is Wolverine. Uh, I, that is, I'm I'm pretty sure our friend Alden mentioned that was like the record for live action appearances of the same character. Downey Jr. will top that. Uh, with Spider-Man, as... or he will match it with Spider-Man, and then he will beat yeah. it with Infinity War. He'll War. match it in films, but not in time, because this is over seventeen years. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, but uh, you know what? Well, they weren't doing yeah. a uh, X-Men movie every, you yeah, know, every year. To be like fair, though, if we're, if we're calculating time, then Hugh Jackman's already beat by several people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at Harrison Ford and Blade Runner. <laughs> like, I, I was just thinking yeah. in in the superhero comic. Book oh yeah, world. yeah. Uh, but so so yeah so it's the end of an era he first played Wolverine in the first X-Men movie obviously in 2000 that came out it's been 17 years since that was released mm-hmm. uh, I was 11 years old when X-Men came out so makes me feel nice and old thank you for that uh, yeah. movie makers uh, so uh, that's just to put some context in it because I think just to get to general impressions before we actually talk about plot details and just sort of give the idea of what we thought of it, I think that the thing that I want to point out that I think this movie does in a really weird way that I was not expecting is that it somehow kind of made me nostalgic for the rest of this franchise, even though I don't actually like a lot of it all that much. I I agree. And it's I, weird, right? I came in, yeah, I came into 2000 like a hardcore X-Men fan, and as the movies have gone, like there's been peaks and valleys but overall i don't like eagerly anticipate x-men movies because this one made me sad going man if this is really jackman's last one like holy crap yeah well what got me is at one point in the movie they just vaguely referenced the first movie and it's very vague very small and i was like oh yeah seven days ago nostalgia and i'm like i don't like that movie that much why why am i feeling nostalgia (laughs) It's weird. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sign of how impressive it is that it can make you feel that just based on the context it's in, rather than making you think about well, that movie itself. I think the best thing about that movie, though, looking back on it, is Jackman and Stewart and McKellen. It's, it's some of the bigger actors in the movie are 
the best parts about it and the fact that they mm. have even if the movies haven't been great I mean X-Men Origins Wolverine is a terrible movie but Jackman's yes. still doing his all he's still <laughs> it's, it's, it was never yeah. his fault yeah it was never his fault no. so so even though I don't really necessarily like all the movies they're they're paying homage to that they're referencing and so on, I at least appreciate the, the passage of time and them like saying goodbye to the characters. It, it still has that mm. feeling about it. So impressive. Uh, so I, I will say I liked it. It was a good movie. Um, yeah, it was really good. In fact, it was touching at moments. I was not prepared for the final moments, which I know Matt shares my opinion on. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it, but yeah, uh, touching, touching in places, uh, dark has a unique tone. Does not just feel like another X-Men movie. Does not just feel like another superhero yeah. movie. Um, to, to almost, almost to a fault in one kind of weird case where it almost doesn't feel like it's even connected to the rest of I mean, it is Jackman and Stuart, but at the same time, like, yeah. I don't know if I feel that like this is the same world that those first X-Men movies were in. It feels so disconnected well, to a point. Yeah. And for the fact that it was inspired by Old Man Logan, which has that that comic story, it has kind of the same tone to it. To where it's, it's a familiar a world, but tone, but, but not, not anything plot-wise, yeah. really. No, and that's what I mean. That's why I said inspired and not based on, yeah. because it is a road trip, and it's at its core, the story of Old Man Logan is a road trip from point A to point B, and that's what Logan is—is is a road trip from point A to B, and then, you know, action occurs in between. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it has that tone where it's a familiar world, but not quite familiar. Like things are off and. You're wondering how they got that way, and little breadcrumbs are put mm. throughout. And they don't outright answer any of it either. I feel I feel like there's enough there to sort of piece it together in your head, but yeah. they don't outright say why there is you know not that many mutants left. What happened? Yeah. What went on? They're like there's little tidbits of it, but there's no there is this sort of world building that makes you interested. It's like oh, that's something yeah. that yeah intriguing but mm-hmm. I, I don't need to know but that, I'd, I'd like to this might sound snobby what I'm about to say but the difference Uh-oh. between this and a lot of the other X-Men movies is that this does not feel like part of a franchise where oh we did another movie turn it out this, feel, this feels like a film and that sounds really I, I, I know snobby but it feels like someone had an artistic idea and they thought I want to make a film and everything, yeah. everything about it, the way it starts with the, the opening titles are different than any other X-Men movie the, the way uh, it, it is R-rated, and it does start... The, the first part of the movie is an F-bomb, and it, it keeps going. Uh, I, I think that's maybe one of the things... Like, I buy a Logan, because on the one F-bomb they've had in some of their PG-13 movies, they've used it for Logan, uh, but Xavier yeah. dropping F-bombs left and right, it's like, well, this is weird. Like, this doesn't yeah. feel like my past it, sure. really, it really sells his state of mind, though. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. So I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. He's, but, well, he's under old man status, where he can say anything, and get people are just going to let him. Yeah, because yeah, he's old. Like he could die at any minute. Let him. Let him do whatever. Joe think... surprised me. I actually, I didn't know a lot of the actors who were going to be in this, and some of them surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe I was just being sort of willfully ignorant of who was in it, and I, I wasn't expecting Steve Merchant. I I remembered yeah. like uh, when I saw him, didn't recognize him, and then he spoke. I was like, oh, of course, I remember hearing about him being in this way back. <laughs> Yeah. He's got such a distinctive voice. Yeah, and and then Richard E. Grant, I was like, wait, when's the last time I saw him in a movie? Yeah, <laughs> he was one of those like I know him from somewhere, but I don't know from what. So, mm. I do that with with Chris Cooper a lot too, because he just tends to have the same type of roles. Towards like, oh, he always plays a government stooge. So where have I seen him before? And we, when we meet the Munson family, uh, 
none of them are super well known, but the the mum actually I recognised her and I, I couldn't quite place where I'd seen her before. And she's actually in Scream Two. She's like Sid's best friend in Scream yeah. Two, which is a really far back call, but uh, very much nice to see she's yeah. still getting work. That's nice. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, I just pulled her up right now since I have the uh, wiki article open, uh, and yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff since then. Just yeah, nothing I've seen. Character actor just popping up in a lot. Yeah. Of- Roles well, and same years. with the husband with Will, is it took me a second to realize that was Eric LaSalle from ER. Like I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever watch the ER, so I wouldn't know. Oh yeah, well, I just remember that, it was a big deal when he changed his name from regular Eric with E R I C to Eric with a K. And yeah, like, Q? people were making a big deal. Or Q, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric came so. in, but that weird. This is... No, it's, it's not. It's just weird, but it's not quite right, is it? Yeah, but Q is a lot weirder. Q is a yeah. lot weirder. Q is yeah. like, I'm a Bond villain. Come at me. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Alright, yeah. so, yeah, we liked it. And I, I think there's not much more we can go into with it. I think we want to just start talking about I'd, plot details. I'd, I'd just say, you mentioned how it feels like it's a vision. Mm. And I do think it's clear that it is the director James Mangold's vision. Mm-hmm. Because this film shares a lot with The Wolverine. In terms of the way it's themes are dealt with, the, the ideas. It's very similar. And I think it's noticeable that, that you can see that what his vision was meant to be in that one, but mangled by the studio. Mangled yeah. by the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You were asking for that. Come on. I was. That was not intentional. <laughs> well, you just, by the end of the Wolverine, like I was I was down and then we get to the robot silver samurai yeah, yeah, it's, and i'm yeah. kind of just like what, what are we doing guys like, yeah. you had me third act that kind of ruined that movie although it's yeah. funny you bring up the wolverine because one, one of the key elements of this movie is that he's and this is this is pre-spoilers but i don't know this is much of a spoiler to say that he, he's kind of weakening his powers aren't as good he's not healing as fast and it almost yeah. made me kind of wish they didn't do the whole i can't heal and you know in the wolverine there was a whole subplot well, where he, he couldn't heal for a yeah. while well yeah that's why i mean how it is very similar it's uh, dealing with here the mortality of, of him, and it's clearly well, yeah. something that James Mangold is very interested in dealing with. Yeah, because when you have a guy that lives his life that he's immortal and can't be hurt, and now he can be hurt. But that, that's kind of my thing, though. Is I feel like it makes more. the Wolverine kind of redundant. Like I feel like. Well, interestingly, what I'm going to compare it to is this movie. For a lot of it, feels like a western, and there are some very clear yeah. western oh, yeah. inspirations yeah. even in the movie. Yeah. But. It, that, and the Wolverine often played like a samurai movie. I feel it's, it's interesting that there's obviously that tradition of oh. Western stealing from samurai movies. Samurais. Yeah. And this yeah. almost feels like a remake of the Wolverine. It does. It, feel, it, feels like, it feels like the Wolverine was a rough draft. And then this yeah. was the... All right, we timed it and they, they didn't make me, you know, make it a studio movie with the ending. They let me just... And I exactly. think a big part of that is probably because Hugh Jackman was probably a big supporter of what he was doing and he wanted it to be well, his last yeah, movie. There, and there was a... All this talk, I don't know how true it is, but all the talk that he took a massive pay cut in order for the R rating to be go to go through, because he wanted it. Mm. Yeah, uh, which is good, because it's, it's a pretty violent movie. It's uh, Some people have compared it to The Fourth Rambo. I don't know if I'd go quite that far, but it's certainly approaching it on a few a few moments. It's definitely... Uh, it, it takes its violence very seriously. So like yeah. when you do see claws to the face... They don't pull back, which like it's very easy to get a PG thirteen cut of just cutting away. Oh yeah, but yeah. I like yeah. that they don't, and it makes it ugly and nasty. And oh yeah, it's it, it, it the tone. A sense of, yeah, it adds yeah. a sense of how 
battered this world is that now that we've we've seen the world when it was more okay in in the mm-hmm. previous X Men films, and now we're seeing it here where the the whole world kind of seems down and beaten, and mm-hmm. th- just seeing this extra violence makes it feel more real in that sense. All right, so I think let's, let's just get into the movie. Then let's go to spoilers, full spoilers from this point on. For Logan, you've been warned. All right. Uh, and I, before we even get to plot points, one of the things I want to talk about uh, that I think is the heart of the movie, beyond the obviously the, the quasi father daughter relationship that we have between Logan and mm-hmm. uh, Laura X twenty three, is there's this whole theme in the movie where they've done this thing because it's in the future, it's twenty twenty nine. Uh, mutants mm-hmm. have been mostly wiped out since some time in relative recent history. And the stories of the X-Men, of Xavier's mutants, have become fiction almost in this world. And they have the comic books and that's where they get the whole idea of Eden from, which is where the the the, 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 the hospice, if you will, that they're trying to get to. And they have this idea where Logan keeps saying, oh, this is bullshit, it's not real... Uh, it's, most of it's made up, it didn't happen like this and he's very obviously cynical uh, d- d- has no hope very uh, no optimism mm-hmm. whatsoever, Pe- pessimistic and th- there's this underlying theme in the whole movie of hope in believing in better, believing in the the, the fantastic and believing there can be something more than the shitty world that we've been given and that's kind of what Laura represents, and it's this, and the idea that the kids, these young mutants, because we find that obviously there's more of them, there were these experiments, she's been grown from his DNA, just like the others have all been grown from other mutants' DNA, and they're all trying to escape to Canada, where this uh, essential mutant utopia is that they're trying to get to. Yeah. And that, that's... Glad you said utopia, because that's, uh, it's an X-Men buzzword. That's yeah. true. You know? Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're trying to get there and the idea that the kids all believe that there is this better thing and that, that there is hope uh, and it's partly why the ending of the movie uh, hits so hard I think it's because X-23 Laura believes in it's like this world is so cynical and even Xavier who was always the voice of hope and the voice of reason the voice of building a better world and human mutant relations and all the rest of it even he is cynical and doesn't really believe that I mean, he believes more than Logan, obviously, but even he's downbeat and yeah. isn't hopeful. Well, he's also anymore. losing his mind. Well, that's true, you know? too. He's got his own issues. So, well, that's one of the big yeah. things they did with this char- his character in this that's really interesting is that he has got the most powerful mind in the planet, but he's got a, a mental illness now. He's They don't ever specify which one he has, but they, it they doesn't matter. They say it's Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah. They say that much, but well, they don't specify. Is, so when they call him an octogenarian... And he corrects the people. He goes, actually, I'm a nonagenarian. <laughs> so he's actually older than that. So, like, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see because every time we've seen Professor X, he's kind of just in a stasis in these movies. You know, like, he's not, like, yeah, he's uh, older, but not, yeah, but we, not an issue. Yeah, but we see how dangerous his mind can be when he's in a public place yeah. and he starts having one of these attacks mm-hmm. and everyone's, like, everyone's messed with because they all can't move and yeah. so on. Yeah. But the point I was getting at with the the comics and the the idea of like the the childlike mm-hmm. belief of something better and the idea of fantastic it almost feels like a love letter to comics themselves and in, indeed art yeah. and superheroes. But the idea of you escape into your fantasies and believing that there is something better and the the whole idea that X Men from its get go was an allegory for uh, you know gay people or minorities or whatever. Uh, and civil rights civil rights yeah and the idea that we can have better an idea of this belief and it's seen as childish but believing in a cynical world that 
no, there is belief there, and you can fight for it, and there's hope at the end when they, they leave, and it's it's why her, and it's, it's the moment that hit me, and I, I wasn't expecting to be hit so hard by this movie, is after Logan dies, and I said, but we're in spoilers, so don't complain, yeah. uh, after Logan dies, and they, they, they bury the grave, and I wasn't, I was expecting a scene of them arriving at the place, I was expecting something, but it just mm-hmm. ends with her, the, the kids all start walking off, and there's the cross in this like makeshift grave that they've just dug out in the woods, and she just leans down, and there's that moment where you realise, wait, I know what she's doing. It clicks mm. part of the way th- as mm. she's doing it. She takes the cross out and just turns it so it makes an X. And it just ends in that shot of just this grave. She walks away, out of frame, and we have this grave with an X. And it's the idea that... I wasn't ready. I yeah, wasn't I ready for that. I know. Everything they were a part Oof. of, everything they were fighting for, yeah, it kind of failed along the way for whatever reasons we can speculate about, but there's always hope that we can fix it still, that it's never lost. And there's like, as cynical and as dark and as moody as the film is, there's this weird, this unmitigated hope in the core of it. That's where it's I about. Think it's very important that it's from the children as well because yeah. it's like oh, these are, this is the future they they are the future they are the hope as well as they have the hope yeah like our generation failed but they have a chance yeah. uh, well, you say all... the same about Logan as a character versus the movie that it's gritty and cynical but deep down he still kind of believes it because he's still taking care of Professor X right oh yeah he's and, cynical like, he's I mean... still. That whole yeah, reluctant you know, hero thing for the first half of the movie was like, oh, leave her, yeah. it's not my problem, and yeah. he, he reluctantly goes along with it, and his final right, line to is, his, yeah. his final line to her is, uh, don't be what they made you to be, and that, that even going back to the whole civil rights thing and minorities, and yeah. the idea of like, don't be what they made you to be, it works for everyone, but it, it really hits that nail, it's like, they yeah. made you to be a weapon, don't be that, be whatever you want to be, you're, you're not designed right. by someone else, and uh, right. I, it's got yeah. a very strong message at the core of it, which is why I don't think I was expecting that from this movie. I think I was, oh, there'll be some action, Wolverine will slice some assholes up and it'll be fun and there'll be yeah. blood. And we got well, that. And there was that, but yeah. it's not yeah. all it is. And I, no, I was and left just feeling like, oh, there was something there. I got, I got something from this that felt like a film. And that, uh, I, as snobby as that sounds, that's how I left feeling. Yeah. I watched a movie there. I, that's the thing. I went in expecting a, a blockbuster. Yeah. But, I didn't get that. Yeah. I got I got something and, else. And that's that's what I saw from, from people I know that went and saw it on opening night. They're just kind of like, oh, the Berserker Barrages, and this is the Wolverine I've been wanting. So I'm thinking, it's oh, it's going to be heavy action, and it's not going to have this heart to it. Not that there's a bad thing, like you guys are saying. Like The last couple X-Men movies really have been just these big blockbusters. Lights in the sky. Yeah, giant blue so, beam of light coming from the sky as bridges lift up yeah. from the ocean. I'm sick of seeing exactly. it. Stop putting it in blockbusters. Yeah. We've seen it before. <laughs> Continue. This was just more than that. Yeah, and so yeah. like Pete was saying in the in the beginning, it is a film in that way that it kind of is a standalone story, but like it helps if you're familiar, but you don't need to be. Like this can yeah. just be that that kind of western tale about the gunfighter's last stand. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad I, uh, I I had the cinema to myself when I saw this, and I'm so glad because I just had a, a good solid minute at the end to compose myself. It was just like oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was fighting well, back tears that last shot. It was it was too oh. much. Yeah, and then, and then, and then is there the any less manly thing to do than to cry over Johnny Cash as a man comes around? <laughs> <I know>. Like. <laughs> 
just, just can't cry during yourself. cash. I, I, I think yeah. it's because of everything it represents and the idea that the X-Men is an idea that can go on and be mean something to other people. Like It's almost like the kids are the, are the real kids in the world and Logan is a fictional character to them. You can almost like correlate it to that idea where, yeah, the X-Men aren't real, but it doesn't matter. We can still learn ideas from them. That's what art is. We can still yeah, express the whole idea of legends in general, like yeah. stories that yeah. that we have grown up with. That there there is an inkling of truth, perhaps, but they've inspired well, people because of what they became. It's yeah. the same with the the X Men comics in this film. Yeah, well, yeah that's that's always been the argument about superheroes. Is there are modern myths. Yeah, and so, this really plays into that. And now you have them going hand in hand with movies, which can amplify it even more to play on that emotion more that that just a book can't give you all the way you and know it, you know what the movie's doing well it's had like 85 million opening weekend it's doing well uh, i'm liking that a couple of our rated movies obviously deadpool last year was the other one uh, i'm liking yeah. that a couple of our rated movies are doing well now obviously there's always the rest that they'll think oh we'll just make everything our rated even though it shouldn't be our rated yeah. to make money well, it needs a fit. if this is going to allow them to say all right some things deserve an r rating they should have an r rating you know uh a movie about Wolverine or Deadpool should be R-rated, but a, a movie yeah. about Superman should not be R-rated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'd better I mean, be listening the to best, that. Yeah. Bat- Batman's kind of on the line. Movie. Like, Batman, you can see with these villains, that you can see that could be R-rated. Yeah. Because Dark Knight yeah. is yeah. almost and, and R-rated. It, it's, it doesn't have to be, but it could be. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a detriment And that works to for it. the comics as well. You need to let them be what they need to be. Not everything needs to be the same, yeah. or else you get overkill and people lose interest. So, you and know, plus, is the Last of Us be a lesson to Fox? As a Last of Us fan, like this was essentially the, the broken old man and the 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 girl and him sort of realizing he's got a reason to fight again by the end of the movie. And, and I know that there's still rumblings and talks of that movie happening, that mm-hmm. movie adaptation of The Last of Us, and I, I no longer care if it happens or not because this was it. I never really cared because Last of Us, on its own, is a work of art. It doesn't need to be it a is, movie. Yeah. It is what it is. It's it's a. It is. And, but I was thing. always like, uh, can they do it? I'm somewhat hopeful, and now it's like, D- don't bother. There's just this. I'll just watch this instead. It does the same thing. Yeah. And by Did the way, games? I didn't know how much I wanted to see a uh, little girl Wolverine like killing people left and right, but oh, I enjoyed man. that greatly. Yeah. Can, can we talk about how great an she was? Yeah. Oh, she was great. Yeah. Like the way the way yeah. she just emotes everything without speaking almost at all for mm-hmm. so long into the movie. Uh, for the first like two thirds, she's she, mute. Yeah, and then when she does speak, and she's still good. Like, <laughs> yeah, because there was always the worry that may- maybe yeah. as soon as she opens her mouth, it'll lose some of the effect. It's but, always no. funny. It does make you want to go. Oh, that that she she became Wolverine recently. Like I'm like I'm I'm all down for a movie with her grown up as the new Wolverine yeah. now. Sure. Yeah. G- give me her, and because we know they're doing a new mutants film, is the new mutants movie set after this? It would make sense if it was. Like if you set yeah. up this new generation, uh, then there's things they, like they're really going to play with the two oh. different timelines for their movie See, that, universe. I think that's, that's the problem. Is they have to kinda. <laughs> X Men's gotten super timey wimey. Because look at the end of Days of Future Past. Yeah, no, and then, which leads I, to I apocalypse, which is leading to this new one with the Dark Phoenix that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. So, we, know, we know we're getting an X Force movie, which I think is going to be related more to uh, Deadpool than it is anything else, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's such it's such a weird like like Deadpool was its own thing anyway, and that that made sense trying to just keep that off. And but then again, Deadpool felt like it was in its own world too, with Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. You know, like 
it wasn't yeah. traditional X-Men, but it was X-Men, kind of like this was the I same think because that was so self-aware, it kind of gets away with it a little mm-hmm. bit more. Whereas in, in this, if, especially if we go into a New Mutants being after this, then we've got, <sighs> so we've got 2029 20, onwards, and then the 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 new in ones between. which are going to be what what are we in ni- 80s 90s now whatever the well, next one it has is. to still be the 80s they can't jump ahead and all the time otherwise McAvoy's meant to have aged like 40 years <laughs> between oh uh, yeah I know well I mean it's, it's already <laughs> kind of stretching believability yeah. as it is but I don't know I just I feel like they, they've sold me on Laura on X23 so much that I do kind of want to have her be like a new lead I agree like have yeah. her be the new uh flagship character have have her be the, the new Wolverine so yeah. and and you've got your support and cast all there we saw them yeah and it's not even like because obviously you'd probably recast them all anyway because they'd all be older like you'd, you'd want yeah. them all as older yeah. characters anyway so it's not like you're you're, you're, you're not tied going to up them. to Canada and there's there's a mutant team in Canada also so I like that yeah. kind of hint towards Alpha Flight you know they've tied to Wolverine on top of it yeah it, so it just it, it as much as it's very much an ending, it does leave a lot of interesting new doors where we don't have to keep... We don't have to recast Wolverine. Yeah. We don't have to have Logan running well, around. No, it's... Yeah, it's Wolverine's ending, but the story of the mutants is ongoing. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. That final scene shows that. Yeah, know? that's the hope. Yeah. The movie was called Logan, so it should end with him. So... <laughs> all right, for all things that might make you upset, let's talk about Xavier uh, and his... Uh his story throughout the movie so they set up that he like if they, if they don't dull him with uh, meds he'll have like these weird psychic attacks that'll cripple yeah, everyone seizures. around him yeah and when it happens so they end up getting to like a, a casino and a hotel casino combo and they're they're in the hotel and when logan comes back he has this attack and like all these, pu- all the public, everyone in the building is completely frozen and in pain and can't do anything. Mm. And Logan has to fight his way up. One of my favorite things with Logan's claws, actually, is I love that when he uses them for something that isn't fighting. I like when he uses them practically. When he's like, and and this, he's like using yeah. them as like uh, to climb across the wall to move. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked it in, in just in the Wolverine. We had the the, the train. Yeah, yeah. Train yep. sequence. Like that Keep sort of place. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just. Well, one of my favorite things about it, I mean, all of it's fun. Like them in the room and they're getting to him slowly, and the, uh, all the like they're perfectly still, and Logan's like killing them all with his, his claws, and that's that's all fun. My favorite part of that whole thing, though, is when they're actually leaving the building after it's happened, and Xavier's just sort of really sad and looking around and like trying to apologize yeah. to people on his way out, and it's like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's so helpless, and this is a shame. Oh uh, man, person. to see him when you first see him rolling around, kind of in a mania, in that yeah. tank. Mm. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. It's like seeing your grandpa, where you're like, "This is not who I remember." Yeah. So, and yeah, Mangold hit on that too. And plus, plus Patrick Stewart getting to play kind of out of type, um, again. Like we saw it last year with Green Room, where he played the the lead white supremacist. Here he gets to play Professor X, but kind of an older, saltier. He's such a great Professor actor. X. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. I, I, I love about the the seizures themselves, like the the effect of everyone freezing. I like that it's the same thing we saw him do in all the movies. You know, we always like freezes yeah. time and talks to everyone, and yeah. it's like it's that, but he can't control it. It's, it's just that, but right. worse. And I, I really like that. Yeah, it's actually it's funny because they mentioned that he's his mind has been labeled as a weapon of mass destruction now. And it, yeah. it reminded me of something from Legion actually, which I want I want to talk about because you've not watched Legion, but the way his powers, his son's powers and that kind of are like when someone else 
can't control yeah, the, the, yeah the way the yeah. way he's viewed because of those things yeah uh, I like that idea but so they, they, they run to this family halfway through because uh, even though it's set in 2020 there's not a, a ton of future stuff but there's a couple of small things like there's these like automated trucks like, there's no drivers and these like long distance which Wolverine trucks. hates yeah Wolverine That's hates and this family's car broke down they, they help them out and the family invites them over for dinner that night and we get probably the sweetest scene in the movie when they're sitting at dinner and they kind of because they pretend that uh, Xavier's uh, Logan's dad and uh, yeah. and Laura's oh, the daughter X-23 actually is his daughter ten- I mean it depends how you define it but technically she is <laughs> She's a sister, daughter from his DNA, yeah. whatever. Uh, for lack of, for all intents and purposes, it's his daughter. And it's his daughter. That's how they use it in the movie, anyway. Yeah, but it's, it's during this scene where they, they kind of start reminiscing, and it's the, I think it's one of the only times in the entire movie you see Logan smile, is when they start yeah. talking about the school and how he was a bad student, yeah. and it mm-hmm. feels like. Thrown out. And I had this sick feeling the entire time because I'm like, this is too happy. Yeah. Something bad's going to happen. I know. And it happens just well, a little bit later than I expected during this scene. I was like, mm-hmm. something's going to happen really soon. It's just just long enough where I think, oh, maybe maybe it was a false alarm. But it's like yeah. this one one nice night for them, one nice like goodbye where they get to act like normal people again. Which, the calm uh, before the storm. Yeah, and they do, they do that great reveal because the, the scene where you get the most out of Xavier is the scene just before mm-hmm. Xavier gets killed where you, you, you think, because they go out to deal with these... Uh, rednecks that are messing with his family's water. Oh, yeah, so the, the family, the farmer family, their land's being encroached on by a big corporation, yeah. and they keep shutting off their water because that's on that land. But, and but so Logan and the guy, the dad, go and deal yeah, with that. and it's, Go to take off. You think, and we see that play out, and we think, okay, this is just Logan's comeback. We see his shadow, and he comes in, and yep. Laura's on the floor, and Charles just starts talking about stuff and he's like, oh, this was the perfect night I've had in such a long time. And he starts and crying. The sad moment where he remembers what he did. He's like, what he did in Westchester. I don't, I don't deserve it. And you get these links that whatever the company did to wipe out mutants, it was somehow also Charles. He was involved. It was... What I got is he had the, his first one of these seizures, yeah. killed a lot of people by the sounds of it. Yeah. And then the company stepped in and went, Look what can happen. We need yep. to and it led keep this to, under control. Yeah, and it led yeah. to essentially mutant genocide. They went hunting somehow. Yeah, it's like look, yep. look what can happen if we don't control this. And he starts crying, and it's so sad. And and I think this reveals really well handled because you really don't see it coming because they they kept this nope. out of all the trailers and see that was interesting. I thought I did during the bit where they it cuts away to the company and they say how. Mm-hmm. The kids didn't work because they still had feelings and they need to go pure. And yeah, and they, they need to go for the the pure thing. And it's like, right, so you're not going to dilute the sample with anything else, because obviously they took his DNA and twisted it. For, yeah, for, sure. For, I, I I just meant in the sense that it wasn't in trailers or anything like that. I, I didn't. It wasn't. I thought I, it was telegraphed nicely in the movie. Um, but it actually kind of leads to probably my biggest complaint about the movie. Actually, hmm. as the only time I was kind of drawn out of it is when. It was Wolverine versus Wolverine, and I thought, oh, this is really comic booky. And it, it kind of took me out of it. I get yeah. that, but I love that it's the the representation of your own worst enemy and the, the duality oh, of, sure, of him. It's sure. dealing along with the mortality of it. But him. I think between the fact that it feels so schlocky and comic booky, uh, along with the idea that, well, we already have X-23, so now we have X-24, but we've already fought, you know, Lady Deathstrike had claws in X-Men too. I feel like I've seen him fight similar enemies to him so much well that that's the comics though too like every oh sure almost but... every wolverine villain's a version of himself 
Look at Sabretooth. Yeah. It's his arch nemesis. It's... But it was just, it was yeah. it was definitely the weakest part of the movie for me was when it was Wolverine versus Wolverine. I'm like, all right, this is the, the silly comic book part. I will say it made for some awesome fight sequences, though. Oh, it did, yeah. I, so on on the face, I, I I loved them cutting off limbs. I loved them. He loved stabbing people through the jaw, which always looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blood everywhere. I, I just love what it represented with the idea that this X twenty four was unfiltered rage, is how they say it. It's like mm-hmm. there is no thought, and it's it's uh, an example of what they're trying to prevent with mutants, where where Charles obviously lost control because he had lost his humanity almost. He lost who he was. And this is what Logan would be if you took that away. Uh, and it's weird for this this company who clearly are, are making strides to eliminate mutants because of this, but then uh, using exactly that to get their purposes. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a you can control it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so the, the movie plays out the road trip. They eventually... Get, get away! Obviously, Charles is dead at this point, and we, we get that leads to the classic shot of him holding the shovel at the grave, sort of. So you get the visual thing from the comic, yep. uh, and we, we get throughout the movie. It's kind of clear from the get go that Wolverine's kind of breaking down. He's kind of dying. It's confirmed throughout the film. They go, they go see the doctor after he collapses. Uh, how Laura somehow got him to the doctor? He even <laughs> said, "I don't know how you got me here, but uh, <laughs> she dragged him to that car." Yeah, yeah, stole stole the Bronco. Yeah, so. Uh, so, so you kind of know it's kind of going there the, the whole way through, and they they get to the sort of the, the location in the mountains where the kids mm-hmm. are, and they're like, "All right, we're leaving in two days." Because they they kept saying throughout the movie, uh, "If we don't get there by this day, then their chance is gone." But it's because everyone who's agreed to meet there is going to leave and go to the other place in Canada. Right. Uh, I don't want to put out one kind of plot hole. Well, not a plot hole, but just uh, so the woman who broke X twenty three out of the the hospital, and we meet her yeah. a couple of times at the start of the movie, and she's trying to get Logan to help. Uh, after she's killed, uh, he gets her phone and she's she's left a video for him explaining. So there was this lab, there were cloning mutants and all that. Uh, it's all fine, right? But I do want to point mm-hmm. out that this video that she left on her phone for him was edited with cutaways. <laughs> True. Right now, she may have had a laptop with her. She may have thought, right, I'm going to make a proper video package out of this. It, it looked like an iPhone, so you could get iMovie on there. You know? Yeah, but it was like properly edited as if someone had like here's the voiceover, here's the cutaways, here's the. I get that. I guess it's it's not that hard to do now. Like you say, you can do, kind of do it on an iPhone in general. Give it, you know, another another ten. Given years. that she's constantly worried for her life, it feels like a weird thing to take the time to do. Hey, she needs I, to I... take her mind off of it. <laughs> like it's not a big deal. I'm just it, it occurred to me when I was yeah. watching. I was like, this is a bit far fetched that she went put this much effort into the video, but it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Uh, dear. So, sorry to the audio listeners. My dog decided to come in and and see what we were talking about. Made a lot of noise, so. Mm. Um. So yeah, I felt bad for the family because the family X twenty four kills all the family, which <sighs> felt really bad because they did a good job in their couple of scenes to actually make us care about them. They felt like real characters. There was there was the one moment that was yep. for me the most unbelievable moment of the entire movie, where the the son gives Laura his, his iPod. It's just like, hey, yeah, yeah, you just take it. It's like, no one's going to just give that. You, you're using it. He, no one does this. No, he said for the for the night. For the night. Yeah, I know it was for the night. But it's, it's this like, no weird little girl. It. You're just kind of like, here, take this and kind of leave me alone. You know? Yeah, I didn't, but... Yeah, my, my, my I, I video editing a... was way more unbelievable than that. That was fine. It, it bothered me in the moment. <laughs> really? Really? Oh, super nicky. Super nicky. I know, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, I've mentioned at the start of the movie, he's, uh, Wolverine is raising money so that him and Charles can go and live in a boat. Uh, he's a limo driver, and the people are trying to steal his uh, his rims, which is why he uh, ends up killing a bunch of people. That uh, first action sequence is probably my favorite, and just because it's the first time you get to see him cut loose. Oh yeah, I think that's just, that's what's important about it is that I yeah. don't think even I realized until he cuts the guy's arm off. I was like, oh right, we're getting yeah. this violent. Okay, right. I th- I think one of that as well. It shows how tired of it he is because he's literally mm-hmm. like asleep when this starts and he's just weary he's he looks old if he warns them you don't want to do this in you know they call him names in, in spanish and just decide they're going to shoot him and leave him and you know oh. you don't shoot and leave wolverine which by the way the the, the the main villain henchman dude i can't believe it took yeah. nine movies with wolverine before someone cracked a freddy krueger joke but it finally yeah. happened <laughs> <laughs> i'll take the reavers which that's that's one disappointment reading as many x-men comics as i have is that you get the Reavers, but no Sinister. Like, they tease Sinister at, at the end of Apocalypse, so maybe we'll see him in the next one with the Dark Phoenix stuff. Mm. But, like, there wasn't any even... any allusions to Essex or any of that type of stuff. Not that it would have mattered one way or the other. I don't really... Still. I'm not familiar with all the Essex stuff, so I didn't, yeah. even, didn't even think yeah. of it as I was watching Well, just it. the whole... You had them basically wipe out the Morlocks, and that's kind of where Caliban comes from. And... And all that. So that that's always in the comics what they yeah. you know, stood yeah. for. They're just genocide. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, yeah, Caliban, Stephen Merchant's character, who's like this albino mutant who can like set, mm-hmm. he can track other mutants. He's yeah. just get, he's, he seems like a nice guy. And he's, he has this miserable story where he's tortured and beaten and he eventually just sacrifices himself with a grenade and it's like, yeah. no happy ending for you, I guess. No. <laughs> you seem nice. There's not really many happy endings in this film. Most no. people, like, bar- yeah. barring the kids... Yeah, that's that's literally about it. Yeah, well, that's that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I suppose it's nice that ultimately the ending is happy, like in that sense that yeah. the, the one that matters is the happy. Oh ending. yeah, yeah, of course. Well, but, that's kind of that's kind of why the hope is so touching, is because it does come out of what is otherwise a very depressing and cynical world and film. It, well, it, it, yeah, yeah. Up up until the ending, like the odds are stacked against those kids too, like. The way that the Reavers just start uh, taking them. Yeah, I actually, like, I love... They're fully I, tackling the kids yeah, and stuff. And I love how they're using their powers against them. You see, like, you know, one's using their freeze breath, one's using yep. other powers. It got a little almost cheesy when they were all doing it on the one guy. When it was Yeah, but I hated that guy by that point. So oh, I was yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I agree. And then that one <laughs> that one girl whose power seemed to be, like, Swamp Thing-esque, Poison Ivy-esque, yeah. where she could control wooden yeah, veins yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I'll see more. I want to see more of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that was always the idea of a new mutant. Still, maybe this is like oh. this is your your set essentially that we make. And get. What I've always thought that these X movies have done is they haven't adapted out and right like out and out X Men stories. They've just taken seeds of those stories and done it for the movies. Yeah. And so I kind of like them not fully adapting, or the, I like the idea of them not fully adapting the new mutants characters and making these kids. The new mutants because well, they, they all them. are. They're in just essence, that. that's what they are. Yeah. They, can, they yeah. can mix them in though. They can take ones that are from yeah. the comics and mix them in with a the group. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you can throw in magma and Wolfsbane and and that it'd, in there it'd too. It would be nice to to take these kids, have them in in Canada. Maybe they do find somewhere, and you have some adults who can help yeah. guide them uh, and kind of well, give us a almost a more traditional X Men in that sense. So, well, to be honest, Generation X. I actually think that's the biggest know. failing of the movies. Is I don't feel like we ever got a proper X series of X-Men stories. Like, I never really felt like there was... 
you know, they're in the school and stuff happens and they have to go stop it. It always felt like the, or the school was completely threatened so they all had to leave or there was never what I felt like was the typical X-Men, which is why I that always was... think a TV show would be a better suit for X-Men, typically. Yeah. Well, that's why I always felt like First Class handled that pretty well. Oh, First Class is the best then... one. But yeah. I, after this, I would say First Class is still the best X-Men movie, but this is the best this film the in the best. series. Yeah. Well, and then you look at Apocalypse, which completely just derails everything. And... Better than There's a Future Past, though. Yeah. Nah. There's a Future Past. It's overrated. No. Nah. I, I like it. I like it much more than Apocalypse. And, and we Way more fun. Yeah. Nah. So. Most, most of that movie feels pointless because... Like nothing in the future actually matters because they're going to change it in the past anyway. It is... So it's it's not about that it matters. It's having a good time. It's, it's see, just a more I mean. fun, like, enjoyable movie they, to watch. They took the idea of Days of Future Past, where they send someone to the past to affect the future, because you know it's bearing down on them, and we end up getting this completely different story from what it was in the comics. And same with X Two, where they use seeds of God loves, man kills. X2 is kind of overrated as well. I feel like people always talk about that as if it was the first great superhero movie. And I, whatever you're watching there, I'm just kind of like, eh, this is fine. I, 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 think I enjoy X2 great. more than Spider-Man 2. So that's just me, though. No, I'd agree with that. Raimi's oh, Spider-Man yeah. Phillies haven't, haven't aged that well either, to be fair. No. Uh, no, but that's... When people were talking about Spider-Man 2 as the first great... Like, it exceeded the superhero genre. We were like three movies in to the superhero genre at that point. You know, so, but no, I, I enjoy X2 a lot. What we're saying here, there, this is why I think Logan works so well. I think it will stand the test of time because it mm-hmm. doesn't function as a superhero movie. It functions no. as a, a Western, a road trip. And that will kind of help keep it around a lot longer, I think, than some others. So, real quick, did you guys know about the allusions to Shane, the movie? Beforehand, I, I heard him say oh. um, that there was three movies inspired: Shane, Little Miss Sunshine, and something else that I'm forgetting. Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> That's yeah. so weird. No, there was another one that I'm forgetting, but I, I knew there was the three movies going in. I knew Shane was. Because I just when I had heard about this and him with X23 in the first trailers, I had thought about Shane, but I didn't. You know, I didn't think they were gonna. Didn't realize it was actually... as literal in there. Exactly. So when you see Professor X and in X-23, watching Shane yeah. in the hotel room. I've never actually like, seen oh. Shane, so I have no idea what parallels there are to draw. Okay. But, uh, well, it's, I mean, you can't Shane... get everything just from that scene that, that they show yeah. and then the, the repeated dialogue at the end. I can't remember what was in the scene they showed, to be honest. Well, so it's it's the, his last monologue. So Shane's a, a Western about this retired gunfighter coming out to save this family from, you know... There's, there's all these bad guys in the valley... So Shane shows up to take him out, and he has to leave at the end. And so the kid's crying because he doesn't want Shane to leave. So Shane delivers that monologue about, tell your mother that the valley's clear of guns, and I did my duty. And so hmm. once we got to that point in the movie, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, this is. Because I had to watch Shane in film school. So, you know, just the, it was just weird picking up on those, those seeds. And then <laughs> Mangled gives it to you right there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can see the little Miss Sunshine a little bit in yeah. there. I see that too. I still prefer this to that, but that's just me. Was he even... I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember what the third movie was now, but it, uh, it's bugging me. Oh, no. Well, the little Miss Sunshine's still a better film, don't get me wrong. But, uh, oh, come on, G. The little Miss Sunshine's fantastic. You take your little Miss Sunshine hate and go away. Thank you very no, thank much. You. Well, if I never have to watch Little Miss Sunshine again, then sure. See ya. 
know. <laughs> Once uh, yeah. was more than enough. It's, uh, it's a great film. Great film. Um, yeah, so... No, that, that's Logan. Uh, it's, it's really good. It's... Uh, I think I, I had a few little pacing issues in the middle. I thought that the second act was just a little too long. Um, I, I didn't notice any pacing issues for myself. My, my biggest thing was, yeah, the, the Wolverine vs. Wolverine took me out of it a little bit. Um, but my, my only pacing issues come from when I drink too much soda and have to use the bathroom midway through, trying to figure out when's when's a good spot. I never, go. I literally, never a good spot. Yeah, I literally yeah. have never had that problem, but. Oh, I've man, I've always gone like okay I need to go to the toilet in the middle yeah. of this but I am not going I am waiting no matter it might kill me know. but I am not missing a scene I don't know what it is I think my bladder is just just knows it's like no movie's on it's not, it's not time see mine has the opposite problem it goes yeah. hey yeah. you know you know we exactly. can't go now right yeah the the worst time it ever got me was during Inception where I leave and come back and now they're in the snow and I'm like oh man I'm gonna have to come back and watch this again because I have no <laughs> idea what happened. So, not nothing too bad in, in uh, Logan. I, I picked right off. I, of course, I, I ran though. I so. have literally never went to the bathroom during a movie at the cinema since maybe like pre the age of ten. I just don't wow. do it. I don't, Lucky I don't you. Know. I, I refuse. The only times I've done it are if I've seen the movie before. Like if I'm, you know, it's a second viewing, and I'm like, okay, I know, I know what's coming up. I know, I know when's a good time. I can Connor, just rush. Connor, wait till you get to my age because I was the same way. When I was in your shoes, <laughs> just wait okay. till it's like, no, we're yeah. going now. <laughs> Damn it, bladder. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, Logan, uh, five stars. Matt, if we're going to rate things, it'll be out of ten, like civilized individuals. None of this. <laughs> that's not what. That's what James says. James says five is enough. Well, we rate out James out of 10. is wrong. We rate out of ten on influx, so we'll rate out of ten and on gigawatts. Should All you right. want to do ratings? Okay, let's do ratings. Real go quick. the ratings. All right. Yeah. Now, what do we give it out of ten? You can do point five if you yeah. want. Yeah, eight point five out of ten. That's it, actually it. my exact rating. Eight point five. There you go. I actually give it a nine, mainly because <sighs> before this, the Wolverine was my favorite X Men movie, despite yeah. the, the problems at the end. I, I love it, and this it's as a as watchable. a remake of it, and but better. Yeah, just it, it was yeah. great for me. Nah, First Class was my favourite before. It's the, First Class is still my favourite X-Men movie, and if you get what I mean. like yeah. As an yeah. X-Men story, it's still my favourite X-Men movie, but this is the best film in the series. So, yeah. Uh, but there you go. Uh, should should we briefly talk about the Deadpool 2 sort of scene teaser that they made, they made to yeah. go along with this? Uh, it was just a bit gag, basically. Deadpool sees someone getting mugged in an alley with a guy, and then he's like, right, I'm going to go and change in the, the phone booth, and he the Superman music starts playing, classic Superman theme. That killed me. And it's yeah, basically, it me. the joke is that he's in the phone booth trying to get changed, and it takes like good two minutes, and he's like struggling, and he's, his ass yeah. cheeks are up against the window, and the whole time you hear the screaming of the guy, until eventually you just hear the gunshot. Yeah. yeah. And he runs out, and the guy's already dead. And, and, and Reynolds reacting to the dead guy is just going, oh no. <laughs> Oh, what happened? This is terrible. And he's like, I'm just going to, oh, what's this? Uh, ice cream. Yeah, you yeah. don't mind if I yeah. have this, right? And then, yeah. then at the end, music from True Romance starts playing as the camera starts yeah. doing like a sort of rising bird's eye view of them lying in the alleyway. Uh, also, up against the, the phone booth in graffiti, says Nathan Summers is coming, who's cable. Mm. So that that was pretty hilarious. And for some reason, I didn't notice this, but Matt pointed it out. There's like Firefly posters in the background for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, Firefly and Serenity. Like it's just I don't I don't so get weird. it. 
uh, sure, I, I appreciate it, but maybe maybe the new director is a big fan. So you guys have something in common. Maybe he's saying in the same way that, that this is the, the end for the logo. It's over before his time. So, so was that. Yeah. yeah, but this was the Deadpool guys. I don't think it was well, Mangold. Yeah, but it's about, like, I mean, it was on the, the theatre for Logan, right? I wonder... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, as far as what I thought, I mean, it was fine. It was amusing. It was kind of Deadpool's humour. Uh, if, if you go back and look at our Deadpool review, I, I liked it, but I, I, I'm not in love with it. Like, it's fine. Well, it's- I like yes, they just it goes on just long enough the gag in this where yeah. it stops being funny and then comes around again. Yeah. Well, that, that's how I feel. Deadpool. I'm glad that there's a you that Fox is at a place where they can let Deadpool be Deadpool because to bring it back around to X Men Origins Wolverine, that was not Deadpool. <laughs> that so, was not that was not even Ryan Reynolds. No. So it's it's good that they can they can get it here and same with Logan. They let it be its own thing, and they they're finally learning. So like just to, to give you that link, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman—they're both the the two people who like really have the the passion for their characters more than yeah. any other comic book series seem to, where they they've put so yeah. much in just to get the movies mm. how they oh. want them to be. If only he had that passion for Green Lantern. Imagine the world. Imagine how different the DCCU is. That's not. Uh. Talk, I don't want to talk about that. We we talk about that enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, Deadpool teaser's fine. Uh, it was funny. Um, it's, it's, I was uh, surprised by it. So I, I, I'm glad. It looks like more Deadpool. I do think some Deadpool fans are insufferable, but we'll, we will. Well, I'm gonna say most of them are, but hey. <laughs> nah, let's play on these Deadpool fans. It's just there's a specific type of. Uh... Which category do I fall into? You know. <laughs> you know. I, I was just waiting to see how 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 far you would take this insulting me on that one. You know. Mm. You know, a bit more lenient than I expected. <laughs> Guys, go check out Comics from the Multiverse, our podcast where we talk about DC Comics to see we do. Pete hit the red hood button uh, yeah. when Connor does something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no red hood button on this show, but uh, yeah. Uh, we do a DC Comics podcast every week. It goes up every weekend. We talk about the week's DC Comics. Uh, so if you're into those, then it's the same three people. You can go check that out. Uh, yeah. Me and Connor review old movies on a regular basis as well as a bunch of TV. Me and Tim do horror movies every week on streams after midnight. Uh, so check all that stuff out. Uh, let us know what you thought of Logan in the comments below. You can like and subscribe because that helps out us a lot if you do. Thanks for watching. We've got to change that cross to an X. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>